This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm from Prague. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji, and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki, and I live in Paris. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm from New York. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Christina. Hi, I'm Barbara. And hi, I'm Liki. And today, as you have noticed, we have someone new for our discussion, which is Barbara, who's actually part of the Carbon Almanac. And so we're very happy to have her today with us because she's been a very active member of the Carbon Almanac. She worked on several projects, but she has been very much involved in the making of the the kids' book. I don't know if we already mentioned that, that we have a book uh, for kids that um, she helped build. And, um, and her daughter also has been, has been part of, the, of this book and she also helped it, right? And Barbara has also helped translate the book in Italian. And, yeah. and she also made it um, available for purchase on Amazon, the, the, the hard copy. And um, actually, I would I would need to have a chat with her someday because I would like to do it for the French version of the kids book as well. So welcome, Barbara. Hi, happy to be here with you. I mentioned that Mathilde has been part of the Carbon Almanac project, and she's very much involved because she's been uh, helping write the book, and she also has been recording the audio version of the book. Can you tell us how she got involved in the project? Well, the fact is that uh, she noticed that uh, I was so busy for a a sort of amount of time of working on Carbon Almanac. And she asked me one day, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working on a project uh, that uh, has to do with our beloved health. And I tried to explain her what I was doing. And she said, and then I showed her also that we were working on a kid's version. And I said, oh, wow, beautiful. How can I help you? And so uh, I asked her for some advice uh, um, related to the design, of course, because she can't read English. But um, she was so uh, so nice to help me. I think that in the very beginning, it was just because uh, it was a chance for her to do something with me. And actually, in the end, it was a chance to me to do something with her. And, and it was beautiful because... That brought me to involve her also in uh, asking some questions for uh, the Carbon Generation podcast and uh, also insert a quote uh, in the Kids Guide and finally reading some pages of the Kids Guide for the audiobook. And what is incredible is that uh, she was just beginning um, learning English, so she can speak just a few words, but she tried anyway. And she was such a, a great example of uh, uh, passion and enthusiasm. And, you know, I was really, really, really in, amazed. 
by her. So Barbara, we we mentioned this before we started a recording, but Matilda is your daughter. (laughs) We didn't say that. And how old is she? Uh, At that time, she was just eight years old. Now she she turned nine. Um, And so she she was very, very, very young. Yeah, I know. What impressed me most was that uh, uh, she was so involved that uh, she, of course, talked about the project at school. And uh, we also involved a friend of her in order to show her the kids' uh, guide uh, when we were at the very, uh, you know, before launching in order to see if the colors were right, the images were fine, and so on. And and now I'm noticing that when she speaks about some, some you know, topics, plastic, for example, she has a different perspective. Can you tell us the age range for the project, for the, the kids' book? Well, when we work on the kids' guide, we thought of uh, youth, and especially kids aged 7 till 13, 14 years old. And it was not that easy, actually, as adults writing something for the kids. And this is the reason why we involved kids, because it was so much important to have the right tone of voice and language. And so did I when I translated the Italian guide, the, 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 the guide in Italian, because I involved my daughter, of course, and I said, okay, when I was struggling finding the, the right sentence uh, that was not so com- too much complicated or not too much easy for them, I, I asked her for, uh, for advice and I said, okay. Is it okay? Can you uh, properly understand or, or can I make it better and how? And so it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Barbara, you mentioned that she, now she talks about plastic in a different way. Can you give us some example, like, you know, what was her perspective before and now what's her new perspective and also, you know, the perspective of her friends. Yeah. Uh, for example, at Christmas, when we received several gifts, she noticed the, the plastic bags or the packaging that was so much plastic, and she asked why. This is just just to mention an example. And of course, now we uh, we, we stopped using plastic uh, bottles at home, and we refill uh, uh, glass uh, bottles. And uh, and she's the first one that. It's 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 a joke, but uh, she loves refilling the bottle. You know, it's just sure it's a habit, but it it matters. The fact that uh, I loved so much the guide that uh, I worked with uh, Felice on the paperback version, and I made it available on Amazon. And as we did in the USA, uh, all the royalties are uh, for projects related to kids. So. Unfortunately, I haven't received so many royalties, but we were we are just at the beginning. The, the paperwork version is so beautiful that um, I couldn't but uh, giving for um, giving a, a copy to every kid of Matilda's classes for Christmas. And this is, was the first time I gave it as a Christmas gift, and I talked with our um, biology and science teacher asking her for um, advices, how to use it. And, and I, I told her that I was available to make a, a pilot project at her school. And 
I was also lucky because it was the year about scientists. And so uh, climatology or chemistry or biology or whatever, it was nice. And so the, um, the teacher gave me the chance to give a lecture one afternoon. And so I prepared a, a pilot. And keeping in mind that they are, of course, kids. So I tried to involve them with the, with the game. And it was so massive, impressive because, you know, Matilda's classes is a little bit, you know, very, very far from being quiet. <laughs> and, but that afternoon, they followed me. They paid so much attention to what I was saying to them because I tried to involve them. And the first question was, what has changed for you? And it was so beautiful to receive uh, different kind of answer. So I tried to, you know, start up uh, a little bit uh, the kids. And finally, I proposed them uh, some contents of the kids guide related to what is uh, temperature, what is uh, why our earth is, uh, you know, getting hotter and hotter. And then I involved them in a game where they had to decide what was better between um, a couple of choice, for example, uh, plane or train, uh, bottle plastic or reusable bottle, and so on. And it was massive. And then they also had the chance to, for every question they answered right, they had also the chance to create a sort of forest because I also prepared for them different kinds of trees. So for every uh, answer, uh, right, uh, they, uh, they could choose one tree and put it in a big, big, big flyer. And now this kind of uh, uh, billboard, big billboard is hanging on their class wall and it's beautiful. So we have their, their forest. And the teacher was also very, very happy. And at the end of the, the lesson, some kids uh, um, thanked me and one kid gave me, a, she was drawing and they gave me this, um, uh, this beautiful cartoon she did asking me to help her save the, our health and resolve climate change. And it was, you know. Last weekend, I was with my niece and my nephew. They're, my niece is eight, so more or less the same age as uh, Mathilde. And in Paris, there was this um, um, festival of gardening. There are a lot of events, and then you can plant some uh, some small plants, and there's drawing. There's um, there's some little activities like recycling, doing recycling using like uh, the leftovers of um, of clothes and make new stuff. And I I find it brilliant because um, the state of the planet will in a particular state because we as adults we've been messing up everything, and I think it's very very important to educate kids and to to make them understand that, you know, to make it, to connect the dots, you know, um, Chris and I keep talking about connecting the dot, but sometimes, you know, it's very difficult for those kids to, yeah, to connect the dots. So this is something that you've been doing. Yeah, definitely. What I'm, uh, I usually say is that uh, we call the kids, we name them as uh, digital natives, but actually they are climate change natives. So the reason why uh, and so we have uh, uh, the responsibility to help them face all of this. And so we 
have the responsibility to get, to get them the tools to face all of this because they are the adults of the future. And of course, we have to, we must do something now for them, for, for their future, but also they have, uh, they have the right to know and to, to act and to influence us for them. So this is the reason why I'm doing all of this. Also because, of course, I have the tutorial. Yeah, right, yeah. And have you noticed uh, any, because we talk a lot about eco-anxiety. Um, is that something that you've noticed with kids? Yeah, and you have to be very careful when you talk yes. about these topics. When I gave uh, the, the guide uh, to Matilda's friend, I noticed that she had a strong reaction. So I tried to calm her down, explain that, uh, that uh, we, we still can do something. And so this is the reason why I wanted to do that game together with them in order to make them understand that there are things that we can do right now to fight the climate change, to change things, because they need hope. Yeah, but this is something I'm very curious about because I still don't know how to do it because some kids are very sensitive and I don't, I'm, I'm just afraid of them being too depressed if I told them about, you know, climate change and all that. So how do you do it? How do you talk to them in a way that they don't, they're not scared? Yeah, I think that's, uh, and, and I think that this is, doesn't apply just to kids, but also to adults now. I think that uh, adults are grown up. Of course, so. <laughs> we need to explain then. Uh, no, but the fact that I was thinking about the fact that, you know, we need to explain that what's going on, but we need to say them that there are already solutions, that there are things that we can already do. You know, not, not stop, but, you know, uh, make it slower um, and involve them in, uh, in all kind of action. For example, last week, my daughter was with uh, uh, some uh, maids uh, picking up plastics or rubbish in... Uh, in the gardens and in the streets of the town we live in because of a project. So this is just one action, you know? It, I know that it's small, but it's, it's also a way for them to uh, create a, a good habits and give them hope and say, okay, we can do it. And I think sometimes children get their parents involved in things um, when they are passionate about it. Um, you know, I think I think of our kids growing up and when they were they were learning things and interesting things. I my son took a class uh, called global education when he was in grade 10. He's an adult long since now. But um, what I remember about that class, I would have loved to take that class. The teacher was talking about all sorts of things, including climate things back then. And one of the things he came home talking about was. Uh, fair trade coffee and how um, one of the big coffee companies here was not doing things very well in other countries. And, and he and his friends had decided they were no longer going to go to that coffee shop because they had learned about this in this class. And it made me think about the coffee. And I think since then, 
uh, for a number of reasons, that company has changed their practices and changed their ways. But it was him learning something in school and bringing it home and having a conversation with us about it that we thought, oh, we didn't know that. So I think kids can educate us also. Absolutely. And this is the exact the, the aim of the guide. You know, this is the mission the kids have. Teach five adults. And I think it works. Uh, how many times uh, they uh, introduce us to a new technology and they are far more better than us using uh, technology or, uh, uh, you know, um, a, a sport, a new sport and so on. So I'm an optimist. <laughs> Probably, but uh, I am too. What is your dream? Um, you know, this is a very big project that you've taken on. Um, how far do you see this dream going? Well, uh, I'm a dreamer, uh, but but you know, uh, the fact is that uh, um, when I published the Italian guide, I had this dream to bring this guide to as many uh, schools as possible and it was just a dream and now it's a reality and so i'm saying to, uh, i'm saying to myself keep dreaming <laughs> keep dreaming because maybe sometimes they can <laughs> they come true and so uh, this is just the beginning because we as a group uh, and i wanted to say that uh, uh, the italian group is doing uh, a Great job. We, we are finally um, founded the, the association, the org. So we are official in Italy. And we, we call it Generation Carbon uh, because of the kid guide. And so we are very, very happy. And we did a great job. And, and we, we are going to bring the, this guide to 25,000 families here in Italy. Uh, all across the Italy, uh, we're focused in Lombardia, Emilia Romagna, of course, but not so uh, with not so many differences uh, across the, the regions. And we have also the support of uh, the Ministry of the Environment. And this is because I, I dream big and I was so enthusiastic that I had the energy to involve uh, our partner, uh, a partner that uh, found Carbon Almanac very, very impressive and useful in their day-to-day -day activities. And they said, okay, I see you're in Susan and we wanted to help you. And so they helped me. And uh, then I found another partner that uh, was able to reach the schools because for my professional role, I already did uh, a couple of projects with schools. So I contacted this kind of partner. And when they heard what I was talking about, I say, okay, I'm in, I'm totally in. Because also uh, uh, it fits completely 2030 agenda. So this is the reason also why we easily had the Ministry of the Environment support. And finally, I found another partner that helped us uh, giving the gifts for a contest. So, you know, and, uh, and, and what also is impressive, I was just talking today with uh, uh, the partner that uh, uh, reached the, the school, that reaches the school, and say, oh, I'm so impressed, uh, she told me, 
that in in a just few weeks we received an enrollment of um, so many schools. So this is the first time that happens. So, well, keep dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's fantastic. Uh, I think that kids have resources that we can't even imagine, and they have um, they have no prejudice, they have no structural schemes, and, and so you know sometimes they they can bring solutions that we even thought about it. So um, I think that it's really really important to involve them and not to hide what's going on. But made part of of the change that we want to see, and because the, they are the future, and uh, and so this is the reason why this is a sort of pilot, and I'm and I hope that uh, everything will go as I expect and I imagine, in order to make it bigger, <laughs> bigger and bigger. Actually, as uh, as an org, we we believe that. Uh, and as part of the Carbon Harmonic Network, we believe that uh, we have uh, this duty to help people understand what is climate change and what we need to do, and but, but what we need to do together, together which is institution, that is politics, that is industries and companies, and that is the single person. So we have a big mission, Glad we are happy. Uh, what impressed me most is that uh, we are not alone, and we just need to do uh, networking and bring together all the forces that we have and going everybody towards the, the same direction. I know that Christina is have burning questions because she's planning to do something similar in Czech Republic, where she's originally from because the Carbon Almanac will be published in Czech language. And uh, so maybe you can help her. More than happy to help her. I, yeah, I have a question about how you got a, uh, connections and uh, how it became big. Because one or two schools are not that difficult to reach here because we're a small country, a few schools, but bring it into the Ministry of Education, Ministry of Environment. Uh, those are a little bit tricky places to do. So, love to hear your strategies. Yeah, now the fact is that, of course, uh, uh, this is what I'm saying, we cannot do it alone. I was very, very lucky that the partner I chose had a lot of expertise uh, with uh, school projects and a lot of contacts with uh, the ministry. So I asked them for help and they were so keen on giving all that I have uh, to, to, to make it possible. Um, if I could give some advice, I, I started talking about this, uh, this, this guide, this project on social media, my social media, because we have a Generation Carbon uh, in, in Instagram, but what I noticed that uh, some friends of mine um, during a dinner told me, oh, I noticed that you were working on this guide. I wanted to give it uh, as a gift too. And well, I haven't talked with her for a month, 
but she knew it. So I'm sure that uh, uh, keep keep telling, keep saying, uh, drip by drip, as uh, Michelle suggested. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that in the end it it works. And so uh, I would start talking with you know families or a near school and asking for create a pilot and see what's happening, and then maybe. Uh, the teacher knows another teacher and she asks, so, you know, it's a chain, positive chain. This is what I, I would have done if I, I wasn't that lucky to have the partner. I would have started small and then big, big and bigger. And I also, uh, I would have collected all the email addresses I knew with, um, of teachers trying to create a database and I would have done on my own, which is, you know, uh, heavier and more difficult, but I think that it's possible. Especially here in Italy, there is uh, a huge need of project like that because we, uh, we haven't uh, um, ecology or climate change in our school programs. And this is my second step. Asking, creating a pledge, asking for make it, you know, uh, mandatory in the program school. Wow, this is huge. Are you using the uh, the educators guide? Not at the moment, because uh, uh, it was uh, um, we hadn't the time. Mm. But this is uh, uh, another tool, fantastic tool that we want to introduce. Yeah, and translate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Because I helped create some of the uh, of the activities. It was a very interesting experience because uh, it's targeted for the American kids, and I've never studied in America, so <laughs> so I've, it's it's a very long learning process. I'm just thinking about this because if you use that, I think that's um, that you also need to have a group. A team around you to help rebuild because the, this educator's guide is great but i think it has to be adapted there was has been a very big learning curve for me to get into it yeah but we adapted also the the generation kid guide because there were some aspects that they didn't particularly fit with the italian culture mm. so we adapted actually um oh so Hamburger thing? <laughs> no, we got it. <laughs> no, but you know there are, for example, uh, for example, there are uh, some mm, some events. The use of uh, the same the t-shirt of the school or the caps that we don't use it, for yeah. example, or uh, we haven't uh, uh, the school the the science school fair. We haven't so. Mm, yeah, Small yeah. things, of course, but we tried to make it um, more Italian as possible uh, in order for them to, you know, yeah. uh, relate it better. And yeah, the educator's guide is something that probably we will make uh, we will make available uh, at uh, generationcarbon.eco, which is uh, the the website that we are going to build for our org. So, so is it's the website like? No, we are working on it. Yeah, we've just started. Um, what I'm hoping is also enlarge the Italian group here in Italy in order to have, you know, 
bigger yeah. forces. <laughs> but um, I'm also interested uh, that, okay, that that's huge because I didn't know that you created um, an association in Italy. So do, do you have people outside of the Common Almanac Network? Because the Common Almanac Network is a very mighty, very solid group of people. But as you said, you need more people, more resources. So have you managed to get people from the outside world? Not yet. We decided not, not to... Not yet. But... Not yet. But, but we, we're going to uh, enlarge the group. Otherwise, we, we can't... Uh you know, uh, follow or plan any other project. And, and as I said, I'm dreaming big. <laughs> and the first people <laughs> that I'm going to involve are the partners. And so there are a few people from the company that are partners that are willing to help us uh, on uh, an individual basis. So uh, I'm really happy with this. I contacted the other guys in the meanwhile, trying to understand if they can be a good fit and they are willing to help for free because we are all voluntaries. This is the reason. This is, huh? yes. uh, but in the very beginning, we are just the Italian group, the Carbon Almanac Italian group. But, you know, we are very amazing people. So uh, I, I'm really happy to collaborate with all of you because it, it's amazing. I'm feeling, you know, I, I, I'm feeling I can do everything because of you. So that's very nice to hear. Thank you. It's very inspiring. And, uh, and as you said, drip by drip, step at one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I, I was, was so, uh, impressed by the fact that I could, a new colleague of mine, uh, a few days ago, uh, told me that, uh, he, uh, he knew, uh, Agor we have a, a common uh, acquaintance, okay? And she said, oh, she's fine. She bought your book. What? I, I didn't speak to her for years. And I think that's just because I keep writing on LinkedIn, on Instagram uh, about Carbon Almanac that they end up buying the book. And so I asked her, wow, thank you so much. And she told me, hi, oh, it's beautiful. I'm going to give away for free as a Christmas gift or whatever uh, to everybody. You know, drip by wow. drip. No, I, I I feel the same when I, I say that, you know, the other day I heard a colleague say, oh, I listened to your podcast. I, I listened to a couple of them. So I said, really? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that uh, we we need to be aware that we, we made something incredible. Yeah. We need to be proud of and we need to talk about it because it's huge what we did. And we need to be proud of. That is very inspiring. So what are the biggest challenges you're facing or see are coming? Yeah, uh, trying to calm down my imposter syndrome. Mm. Because I'm not a scientist, I'm not a climatologist, I'm just a people who can tell stories because I work for in the marketing, you know? Uh, but I'm starting, and I'm, I'm, I was a newbie when I, I joined Carbon Almanac. I didn't know uh, a lot of things. Uh, and I'm trying to uh, adapt myself and change and make it, things better as much as possible. Of course, I'm not perfect. Not everybody is not perfect. So, and it's tough, you know, it, it's almost impossible to be, you know, 
100% sustainable or go net zero in just one month, for example. And so, uh, but what I need to do is trying to calm down my imposter cinema. Okay, I can speak and I can talk about this topic, even though I'm not an expert. And I can uh, create occasions where people can be together talking about this. And we have to, especially for common people like me, and try to find the right language and the right tone of voice. Because uh, I'm still thinking of, I'm still thinking that uh, we haven't found the, the right way to meet the people where they are and trying to find the right uh, arguments and topics to involve them in the right way. So this is the biggest challenge to me. And of course, trying to, uh, you know, uh, enlarge the group. Uh, but, you know, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of dreams. Uh, and if I can achieve just one of them, I, I will be more than happy. You're very good on your way, as you can see it. I think, I think Barbara, you're, you're so inspiring because even if you have imposter syndrome, you're doing it anyway, right? And that's those. That's the kind of person that that grows a movement and makes things happen. Is the person that, even if they're scared, even if they don't feel qualified, they just do it anyway with passion and heart. And that's you know that's what you're doing. So yay, yay. yeah, that's beautiful. But but you know you 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 told me the the community told me I wouldn't have done a few years ago. But because of the community, because what we did together, uh, because of, you know, a lot of things that I've seen so far, I keep going even if it's hard. And sometimes I confess it's hard. And sometimes I would like to give up everything and say, okay, stop. Who cares? It's mm. impossible. But I keep going. <laughs> and I keep going. So. Uh, I, I actually would like to bounce back to what you say that um, you sometimes feel that, oh, I'm not a scientist. And I think there are yeah. a lot of people who are scientists, they're researcher. And, uh, but some people just don't, they'll like, you know, uh, they don't get, they don't get people when they give you data or some people just need personal stories to understand some concepts. Some people are just like that. And so, I think the fact that we're talking about it, we're talking about climate change, we're talking about solutions and how just simply having this conversation and you having all this conversation in schools and doing this thing you know, through the ministry is, is very, very helpful because this science cannot reach everyone. Those kind of messages, some people just don't get it, even though we know that you know, science is very important, but some people just don't get it. Yeah, absolutely. I also think we need a lot more nine-year-olds <laughs> yeah yeah in fact we need many more nine-year-olds yes yeah yes. yeah 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 in fact uh, uh, uh we have already some posts social posts um the caption is twenty-five thousand change maker are arriving be prepared <laughs> yeah twenty-five thousand change makers and multiply by the number of people in the households because you're yeah. talking about 25 families wow this is massive yeah yeah exactly so beautiful congratulations yeah. it's amazing but we did it all together so i couldn't have done anything of all of this if without you without Paige starting the kid guys so 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. How can we help you? Yeah. How can we help me? I can you help me? I mean, we as in the, the people, the audience. <laughs> Us and the audience. Uh, I think that, uh, um, well, downloaded a copy of the kit guide uh, in whatever languages because it's available in so many languages. So just download a copy and share it and keep sharing and keep talking. And for our listeners, it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything except the paper and the ink. <laughs> yeah, it costs anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't cost anything unless you want to buy the hard copy. But this, it's only available in two languages so far, I think. So far. Yep. <laughs> now, for the listeners, you can download it from uh, the carbonalmanac.org website. I just want to say thank you. Thanks, Barbara, for all your work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you all for helping me, for having me. Uh, for keeping supporting me. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.